1: And now back to, 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 to the Rich Eisen Show. Now, and now.
2: From the Rich Eisen Show studio in
1: Los Angeles. I have anointing oils for a new elite quarterback in the NFL. The Rich Eisen Show. I'm putting him up there. I'm making him elite. I see you two. <laughs> I see you two, yeah. Today's guest, Net
2: Studio Analyst Frank Isola, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, comedian and actor Mo Ammer, actor Frank Grillo. And now it's rich eyes
1: yes it is welcome to this edition of the rich eyes and show otherwise for today known as two franks a mike and a mo that's what we got today on our program for why it's a place yeah two franks a mike and a mo um uh, <laughs> and uh that's how that's that's how our guests are Let's do it. Uh, here on this program and um you know it's it's amazing we're even here today in these dangerous times. And by dangerous times, I mean it's raining in Los Angeles. So Dude,
0: downpouring
2: um, on the 405 I, I mean,
1: uh, we, we don't know how to handle it here, so Jeez. I'm just glad we're all here. And the the gang's all together. We're <laughs> here, we're here. Good to see you, Chris Brockman. Hey, Rich, what's up, brother? Uh, day three of mustache, uh, Brockman.
2: I got to say, um, <laughs> comment on the home front yesterday. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, well, tease
1: it. Tease it. Tease it. Tease it. The radio audience doesn't see the look that's Uh already given it away. (laughs) Okay?
2: The Roku audience later this
1: hour. (laughs) The Roku channel already knows.
2: Coming up later. The radio
1: audience might not know. Tease it. It's content. Everything's content, Chris. Let's hit them all now while we've got them. Come on! Good to see you, <laughs> clean uh, shaven, uh, Mike Del yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Second day of shaving. So now we're let uh, go. Now, sure. now you're yeah, letting to go. You're process, leaving me out here on this island yeah, all by myself. TJ, go. TJ, light the candle. How are you, TJ? You, <laughs> you know the rain was so bad yeah. it took me twelve minutes to get to work today instead of to my normal ten. Mother so mother bleeper, awesome. Uh, uh, it was fantastic. The two, the two Franks, the two Franks, Frank Isola and Frank
1: Grillo. Uh, one covers the Nets for the Yes Network, and you see him on the worldwide leader in sports. And the other one is playing Lamborghini Ferruccio Lamborghini in a new movie about the Ooh. Lambo uh, the Love Lambo it. family. I know I selected. acted. That's crazy. And so, uh, so no, no, no. Frank Grillo is playing oh, gotcha. Ferruccio bad. Lamborghini. Um, <laughs> Mo Ammer, <laughs> uh, the uh, comedian, and also one of the stars of Black Adam. He's a diehard Astros fan. He said yes. To coming in this studio after Game Three that got delayed, so now he said yes to Day Three, Game Three. Had no idea that um, that uh, he would be coming in off of a beatdown of epic home run proportions in Philadelphia. Wait a minute, Mo Mo might be tipping his way of getting in the studio. He might be like people are like he's walking around wherever he is right now. Diehard Astro fan, they're like you're going to the Rich Eisen show today, Aaron. You? you go. How did you know. know? How did you know that? Well, do you, you lift your leg this much higher when you're walking
0: towards the Rich Eisen show studio. You're tipping your schedule. Uh, this just in Joel MB just hit a home run. Just it's, there you go. Embiid nah, yeah. so, hit a home run. Rick
2: talking hit a home run. That's part of the conversation <laughs> about Lance Ma- how Lance
1: McCullers was dealing. We know what what he dealt last night and um it should have been out that game Bryce Harper Bryce Schwarber Harper. Reese Dude, Hoskins I don't think Schwarber's has landed yet. I don't know if <laughs> it has <laughs> it was so, so Ammer will land in studio uh an hour number two and then we'll get uh Mike Florio on the phone line to talk about the breaking news in the National Football League tons of stuff in the trade deadline yesterday and then there's uh this this story uh, I'm 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 looking out the window for this. Okay. Hold on a second. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Okay, okay, I was going to guess. What, no. What, 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 no, 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 you don't have to guess. I think you understand.
3: Okay.
1: I do not see a pig pig's flying, flying. Out there. <laughs> okay, I don't see. <laughs> By my Lance McCullers, I'm tipping my lines now? Is that what you're saying? <laughs>
2: well, it was either pigs flying or like... Cats end and of dogs ma- ma- playing cat, together. end of Magnolia where it just starts raining it's frogs. St- raining frogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, mean, well, it is Los Angeles. What? What I mean. Hold on a minute. Sure. Let me see. Let me check outside. i not sure.
0: Nope. Yep.
1: <laughs> Check on the warmest <laughs> place you know. Has it frozen over?
0: Oh, Has it frozen man.
2: over? Unless you're the Eagles.
1: Uh, frozen over
0: for the Eagles. I didn't, no, he's got a point there. The band, the Eagles. Yeah. Yes, yes.
1: The band. Here's the right. deal, folks. Uh, I'm going to have to believe it when I see it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But Forbes broke the story today. So you know this is coming from, it's kind of like if there's entertainment news or anything involving a police arrest of somebody in the entertainment, it's TMZ, you kind of believe it? Um, When Forbes says they've got some news in the sports business world, you're like, okay. I tend to believe it. All right. uh, uh, Do tell. Do tell. Say what? And Forbes broke the news and the Washington commanders put out a statement Confirming ish, ish, that the team has hired Bank of America Securities to consider potential transactions. What, what would they be like? He, he, Dan Snyder needs a new uh, personal property account open? <laughs> <laughs>
0: little, checking little,
1: out. little interest earning checking. <laughs> Doing yeah. some banking.
0: Every dollar counts. There you go. That's true. You just, know what
1: Dan <laughs> Snyder just doesn't. You know what? He's not going to wait online for a teller. He's just going to go straight. Come on. He seems like the. I, I need some. I need. I need some. I need some help. Can you please with help some me? Some securities and some potential transactions.
0: I want to talk about my Roth. No. According Roth to Forbes, IRA. it's to actually
1: <laughs> thinking about selling the team. Wow. Selling the Washington Commanders, something that as of just last week when Jim Irsay continued to openly suggest the NFL just put in front of the membership the idea of forcing Dan Snyder to sell his team based on everything that's gone on previously in the front office. They say that they are a changed organization in terms of the way they deal with their staff. As a matter of fact, put up that statement again. I will read it because they put that in the end of the statement. Dan and Tanya Snyder and the Washington Commanders announced today that they have hired B of A Securities to consider potential transactions. The Snyders (laughs) remain committed to the team, all of its employees and its countless fans to putting the best product on the field and continuing the work to set the gold standard for workplaces in the NFL. Washington commanders established 1932, it says at the bottom, and we all know they were not called the commanders back in 1932. So, what does this mean? Because they could be, come, come right around, and all the fans that are, you know, thinking, could this actually be Dorothy's house falling down <laughs> out of the blue?
0: Run, though.
1: Can they actually follow this yellow brick road? (laughs) Is it possible that's what this is? Or is the potential transaction just to sell a portion of the team? Nobody's saying. Nobody's saying. But none other than, I believe, the last... I didn't look this up, but I believe it's true. The last... First-round drafted quarterback by the franchise has chimed in on this subject better. RG3, summing it all up. Washington fans will throw a parade if they sell the team, is what RG3, who, by the way, was drafted and traded for because one of the many times Dan Snyder put his thumb on the talent evaluation, drafting, rostering scale. Yeah. To the point where the coach at the time said, let's draft another quarterback a few rounds later named Kirk Cousins. (laughs) I don't know if this is true or not, what's going to happen, but all I want to know is to the list of Bermuda Triangle type questions involving the NFL. Unsolved mysteries involving the NFL. From why did the Seahawks not hand it to Marshawn Lynch? Why was Malcolm Butler a, a healthy non-scratch bench?
2: One play on special
1: teams. In the Super Bowl. Cool. So on and so forth. Add to that list, what has gone on behind the scenes to cause a man who just last week had his staff send out a defiant press release and statement saying we're not selling the team ain't happening now all of a sudden we're we're high on beer of a securities and once again i don't believe it's to check on the interest rates for a, a home mortgage i don't think i don't think they're going any mortgage lending right there what happened man to cause this to happen i do not know that will be the first question i have for mike florio and man, oh man, oh man, how this team continues to keep plugging along with all of this behind the scenes. God bless Ron Rivera. Honestly, they've won two in a row. Did you know that? Remember last week he, he left the team for personal reasons? It's because his mother passed away.
2: Ugh, awful.
1: That's awful. All the stuff that's gone on with this guy battling cancer and they're 500. They're four and four. Remember, Alex Smith said it's so tough to to knock everything that's going on in the front office and the world of their team management to knock it straight out of your own skull and out of your locker room to keep keep on keeping on. But the Washington Commanders apparently up for sale, and I cannot imagine how much money they would go for. They, I, I'm telling you, whatever the Broncos just went for, um, well, whatever it went for, just I, 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 wouldn't say double it. No, no.
2: But no, no, you no. know, it's going to be what thirty percent more, fifty percent well, well, more. Forbes, the same story that broke, you know, yeah. that broke the news same today. What? They have the, the Washington franchise uh, valued at five point six billion. You oh. better win Powerball five more times. I think tonight. Um, I, I would guess anywhere from six to six and a half. I mean, because there will be a
1: bidding was. war going on, sorry, and yeah. all eyes are just going right to that Oof. rocket ship.
2: Yep, that handsome bald man, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. You got, yeah. What you got? What, you got? what do you got? Just, you know, Lay shift that ashtray and <laughs> check in the
1: couch cushions. Yep, I'm sure you got it.
0: You know What, he owns the Washington Post. He does. Hopefully he beats the other guy out. Who is the other guy? You know, what? the other guy. Buying up stuff. Uh, he ain't. We're not Musk in a franchise. If that's what you're saying, that ain't happening. Yeah,
2: the other guy is buying
1: up. Stuff. That's not happening. Maybe the Waltons no, 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 no. Don't, don't forget, there's still a membership that needs to approve this yeah. sort of stuff.
0: I mean, unless he lets me back on, then I'll change my the team. The only
1: <laughs> advice I have for whichever ownership group buys the team is when you are introduced, it's Commissioner Goodell. Good. R.E.S. Yeah. Consulting. Gives you that
0: for free. On the arm. Drinks good are on the house. The house. Good, good Dell. Maybe we should do one of those electric company things, Rich. Remember when you had two people that said, yeah, Face each good, other? Good Dell.
3: Good Dell. Del. 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 There you go. Very
0: good. Brockton, <laughs> you don't get that, do you?
2: Dell. Electric company. Good job, though.
1: the number day. of
0: the day? Good job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Apparently,
0: six with a million. B, <laughs> right. Six B. I think. Seven B.
2: I would six and a half be uh, over-under. Because there's
1: going to be uh, a a new stadium that comes with the whole process. Because, you know, he's been trying to get some property in some spots downtown in D.C. to build this new beautiful new stadium in D.C. And everybody's (laughs) telling him to go pound sand, which may be part of the reason why he's selling. Because that's part of the reason why in the whole ESPN.com deep dive from Van Natta Wickersham et al., you know, owners are like, you know, we'd we we we'd like to get you this. We'd like to get a stadium. Fill it up. Bring a Super Bowl to the nation's capital, a cold weather site maybe, but let's do it. And I don't think anybody wants to do business with, with uh, the current ownership group. At any rate, just to button it up, during this entire process, I've been trying to you know, multitask. You guys are, you know, looking down occasionally. Looking, yep. up. Did a pig fly behind me at any I point during see, the opening of this program? Okay, one. so, all right. but This apparently is happening. It's still early in the day, though.
2: It's still early in the day. That's Mike
1: cool. Florio will join us in the middle of our number wow. two on this one. Oh, and uh, uh, let's just touch upon this briefly so we can be on time for our guest, Frank Isola. So the Nets, what are they up to, huh? What are they up to? They're up to uh sitting Kyrie down with the Anti Defamation League. All right. Okay, so Kyrie can uh Hurt. can uh, Kyrie can chop it up. You know, foist his um anti Semitic theories in front of the ADL, vet them with the Anti Defamation League, or the Anti Defamation League can. Uh, Tell Kyrie a a thing or two of what he's been doing that he uh, is not talking about publicly. The last two games for the Nets, one win, one loss. Uh, Kyrie in the win, another terrific performance. Last night, his worst one of the season. Not speaking to the media afterwards. Which, by the way, is verboten. That's against NBA rules. Who will be the one to ask Sean Marks, the general manager, are you finding Kyrie? You don't have to because they're excusing him from doing it. They're going to take the hit, is what Sean Marks had to say. And the reason why, and by the way, Barkley last night, the uh, Inside the NBA Great. crew, I saw them before I went on CNN with Jake Tapper to talk Great. about this subject matter because every single time somebody doesn't speak out or speak up, you allow the normalization to take further root. And the line of what's normal gets blurred. And you don't talk about it. Whoever crosses that blurry normalization line feels compelled or comfortable enough to keep taking a step further. And last night, Ernie said it spot on. In this day and age, empathy, sympathy, out the window. People do not think about it anymore. Or at least not enough. You know, when you say something or you tweet something, you don't think, how will others think about it and feel about it? How am I affecting them? Hmm. Well, I'm sure Kyrie would say, well, how are you affecting me, Jewish person? And he might think that's an unfair characterization of what he's saying, but I'll tell you what, that's the way I take it. So, Charles thinks he should be suspended. The Nets have an issue on their hands, to say the least. And I feel they're not putting Kyrie out there because they know Kyrie's not going to say what needs to be said. And anybody out there who thinks, well, he doesn't need to say anything he doesn't believe in, that's correct, which is why he's not being put out there. At least that's the way I'm reading it. And in between the win and the loss they uh, fired their coach (laughs) and it looks like they're hiring the guy out of Boston who Boston went to the NBA Finals with last year and then suspended for the year in quite what uh, our friend Brian Windhorst called in his report on ESPN.com today an opaque suspension don't know what it's for just know it's pretty damn bad Yep. enough for the Celtics to not only suspend him for the year, but allow him to walk to the Brooklyn Nets if he wants without compensation. Just you go. We'll drop the paperwork. I wonder if the Celtics will just pay for the lawyers to drop the paperwork because that's the way it kind of looks. Jeez, are we like ever going to find just out? Walk and then the Nets are just, and I, I, it's just like, when did you start thinking about your Doka? Because this is going to be a vetting process, right? So you've fired your coach. When did yeah. you think about firing your coach? What are you doing by hiring somebody who comes with baggage that you're going to need to explain, right? You can't keep why the Celtics not only suspended him, but allowed him to walk free of compensation for them. You can't just say, yeah, we've turned the page, and then he gives – Opaque platitudes towards having learned something. Well, what did you learn? Again, that's to come, apparently. But for the moment, wither Kyrie. He's going to keep playing and not speaking to the media because he's not ready to talk yet. Or as Sean Mark said, it would just potentially stir things up. We need to calm down. What do we need to calm down? I mean, just say this too, because I saw a post on Twitter, a member of the media talking. That uh, we wouldn't be talking about this if the Nets had a better record. I'll tell you what, Scoop, here's one for you. I'd be talking about it if they were 6-0. Because I'm offended. Doesn't matter the record. Because guess what? For about a couple decades, the Nazis were undefeated. How does that sound? So... I'm going to take a cooling off period called a commercial break. And then we'll come back. We'll talk some hoops and whatever the hell else with Frank. I (laughs) sold. Has a pig flown at all behind? I haven't seen. Okay. Good to know. It's been a while. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the program. Mo Ammer will be here to talk about how his Houston Astros just went into Philadelphia and absolutely got smoked in game three game four tonight game four tonight mike florio from pro football talk and then an hour number three frank grillo will be here i've got power rankings Power. Oh, Power. <laughs> <Hey-oh>. <laughs> which means you're going to heckle me. <laughs> nah, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know if you could tell. I got <laughs> thick skin. Nah. At least I think I do. 844 204 inch number to <laughs> Frank right. Isole. when we come back right here from Sirius XM NBA Radio's The Starting Lineup and a studio analyst for the Brooklyn Nets. is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed
2: passion drive and patience.
1: 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, back here on the program, uh, he does um, uh, analysis in the studio for the Yes Network, Brooklyn Nets. He's on Sirius XM Radio as well, long time. Um, a guest on this program on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line back from the city of New York, Frank Isola. How you doing, Frank?
3: Rich, I'm really good. And you know, One of the perks of being a guy is that we're kind of allowed to wear the same thing. You know, back to back days. <laughs> okay, but I think I get accused of that as well.
1: Okay, you I love know,
3: that. Uh, but
1: uh, but you strike me as somebody who's got fashion sense, though, Frank. I'm not gonna lie. A
3: little bit. I probably should have more. Okay, you know. so, I'm, not, I'm not exactly House of Gucci. Put it that way. Ah, uh,
1: very good. Let's just jump right into this here with yesterday's news. Where did the firing of Steve Nash come from, Frank?
3: I, I mean, I think it's hard not to believe that it really started, or the clock started ticking on Steve Nash. Once a report came out that Kevin Durant, uh, you know, kind of made an ultimatum: either the coach and the GM go, or I go. And I understand that they all ended up staying. But once you say something like that, it certainly puts it out there. You know, they were two and five under Steve, and Saturday night against Indiana, they had a really poor performance. Their worst performance of the season. I heard that Steve kind of got into it with the play, you know, really reamed them out afterwards. That includes Kevin Durant, and they responded on Monday night with a very good performance against the Indiana Pacers. So I think from that standpoint. This whole losing the locker room—I'm not buying any of that nonsense. But I think it's—you uh, know—a lot to just what they've done ever since Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving arrived there. It's trying to do everything they can to keep them happy and trying to salvage—you know—what remains of this run that they're going to have together.
1: And and um, is it true, based on your knowledge, reporting, whatever you can share, that that the Nets did this with Ime Udoka from Boston, or soon to be formerly of Boston, or? whatever is suspended by Boston let's let's call what the current situation status is with him in mind to be the the full-time coach of the Brooklyn Nets
3: i, I would think absolutely and you know the, the one thing so there are coaches out there like Quinn Snyder a lot of coaches don't like to take over Because coaches of a certain caliber don't like to take over you know in the uh you know a season to start or the middle of a season i think the situation with Ima Adok is different right now he's currently suspended by the Boston Celtics and i'm like, um, assuming he is you know the leeway and you know the permission to just start his job at the Brooklyn Nets. Remember, too, he did spend a year there as an assistant coach um, under Steve Nash. He knows Kevin Durant knows Kyrie Irving. He knows what he's walking into. You also have that San Antonio Spur connection with Sean Marks and Ime Udoka. So, I would think that has a lot to do with it. And maybe the, the maybe the moment that Ime Udoka was suspended, maybe that's something the Nets were thinking about as well. Because you can't tell me that this is all happening within the last twenty-four to thirty-six hours. They decide to fire. Steve Nash and Eme is in mind like that, I would think that the wheels on something like this would certainly have to be turning for a while. Now, maybe, maybe it's as recently as Saturday, but it could have been before that. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility.
1: So the question I have on that front is um, what vetting can the Nets share with us once this does happen? Uh, yeah. Based on, because it's it's not just any coach. You're getting the coach within the division from the defending Eastern Conference champions who decided to that whatever happened was so egregious they would suspend him for an entire year and now allow him to walk within division to the Nets, uh, a talented roster, for no compensation? Like, what is, what's up with that, Frank?
3: Yeah, and I think, you know, and I know you've addressed this before with the whole Kyrie Irving situation. Mm-hmm. So there are people upset about that and kind of the way that it's being held. Now you're going to get a whole new group of people or maybe, you know, some of the same people. And rightfully so, we're going to be questioning what the heck is going on here. You're bringing this guy in. The meeting with uh, Imayadoke and Human Resources with the net—I think that's going to be pretty interesting. But also, (laughs) there's going to come a there's also going to come a point, Rich, and remember, this hasn't happened yet Mm. with Imayadoke. He was suspended and left. I understand. You know, if memory serves me correctly, he did release a statement, but he hasn't sat down and spoken to the media. And I would think when he has his press conference, that's going to be, uh, you know, that, that's going to be a tricky situation for the Nets and Yudoka to navigate because I'm not so sure there's really going to be any right answers or answers that are really going to satisfy everyone because it, it's really something unprecedented. We really haven't seen this ever before because I think it's only been about 31 or 32 days since the initial suspension was handed down. It looks like he, who knows, he could be coaching the team as early as Friday night. Wow.
1: Frank Isola here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Well, look, uh, if Udoka is brought in as a coach and can start coaching this team as early as Friday night and you just said, boy, his press conference is going to be something else when he finally has it, um, that means that they won't be handling the Nets uh, that situation in the way that they're currently handling Kyrie Irvings, which is uh, allowing him not to speak despite it being – against the rules I guess of the collective bargaining agreement and player contracts in the NBA what what is the current status of of the nets and Kyrie Irving that you can share yeah, with us and I, Frank
3: and I and I think too I you know and I know and rightfully so you've been critical of it I think the guys on TNT were critical of it us on the yes network we were critical of Kyrie Irving maybe all that stuff is really starting to weigh on him now because you know Kyrie all this nonsense that's happened over the past 5 days has actually played really well up until last night. He wasn't uh, the same player. He looked really detached. He didn't score until the fourth quarter. I think he finished 2 for 12 0 for 6 on three-pointers. So I don't really know where this where this story is going to go from here. You know, the, the one thing too, you know, that press conference that Kyrie did have after the game on Saturday night clearly went off the rails and it wasn't a good look for him, not a good look for the Nets and I think the Nets are probably kind of saving Kyrie from himself. Now, he did take down the post, which he made it sound like originally that he wasn't going to do something like that. I still don't understand why he just doesn't come out and say something along the lines of, you know, I was told about this documentary. There was something that that I found interesting. I had no idea. Well, I think the problem is, Frank, is is that he he
1: does have an idea. That's the issue, is he does have an idea and he does believe it. And if there's anything that Kyrie has shown... Um, amongst many, uh, by the way, terrific attributes uh, uh, otherwise in many, in other parts of his world, uh, of his deep thinking for him and free-thinking world, um, is that he believes what he believes and he stands by it, that, that he believes some, what what was put out there in the same way that he told, you know, uh, was it Nick Friedel of, of ESPN? Friedel, Friedel, yeah. That he said to him that, he, that what Alex Jones had said about uh cabals and and secret societies was true that he believes it and that's why the nets are keeping him away because he will not go out and say that he doesn't believe it which is you know not i i could say it's fine it's fine because he believes that but it's not fine because of what he believes and how how much of an influencer he is and how terribly disappointing it is and frightening frank you know and
3: yeah yeah, and at first, he said, I'm an influence. You know, I do have influence. And he then does. he does. Why do you guys in the media keep saying that I have influence? And I thought when, you know, when Nick was trying to go, was explain, like, what are the parts here that you believe? Then all of a sudden, Harry didn't want to get into that discussion, which leads me to believe he really doesn't understand some of it, doesn't clearly understand how hurtful it is. And you know this because you're from uh, New York. You know the landscape here. You know, Kyrie Irving's from West Orange, New Jersey, mm-hmm. which is a very diverse city, a town, I should say with a large uh, Jewish community. He plays in Brooklyn, New York, for crying out loud, and I keep saying it, you can't walk five feet in Brooklyn without walking past a church, a synagogue, a mosque, obviously a huge Jewish community there. Mm -hmm. Um, A a large part of the Jewish community is basketball fans, fans of Kyrie Irving, fans of the Nets. I just find it hard to believe that he could be so tone deaf and to also say something like, I didn't really hurt anybody. Yeah, you did. When you're promoting something, which questions the Holocaust and says that six million Jews didn't uh, didn't die in the Holocaust? That that's going to be really hurtful to to a lot of people. And I and again, I have a funny feeling. One of the reasons last night, I think, really the stress and the pressure is now is getting to him because he has been taking a lot of heat. And again, rightfully so. I, do, I don't I don't think that that's something that he should be promoting and getting into this discussion. What's promoting? What's not promoting? I mean, come on, Kyra, You you knew what what you're doing by putting that on your social media account. And again. When he was asked fair questions about it, you know the one thing about Nick Friedel, Nick is responding to the owner of the team sending out a tweet yes. he's responding to the league uh, sending out a statement as it relates to Kyrie Irving that's all they 're asking about and now here's your platform to you know to explain yourself, and you didn't want to, and now we haven't heard from you since, and we haven't heard from him since the post came down. I could tell you this from from everything that i've heard from people in the network organization they 're disappointed that. You know, they were encouraged that the media, the social media post came down, but it—you know—the fact that he hasn't issued any kind of apology, I think a lot of people are disappointed in that.
1: That's because he believes it, Frank. I mean, that's it. That's why in, any sessions with the Anti-Defamation League, whatever summit that that Sean Marks is setting up to try and cool things off and have a learning process or a teachable moment, like I don't, I, I don't think that's gonna. So what, so, what, so, what,
3: so what should the league do then? That's I don't it, know, man. I, was, he was fined and you know, basically kicked out of the league, but the nonsense that he said, I, 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 I don't know where they go from here. I,
1: I, I don't know. Uh, a, a suspension of some sort? I, I, I don't know. And I, 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 I don't have that answer. I don't have it. But uh, I, I do think this, though, and I, I really believe it, and I do hope I'm wrong um about that there's no teachable moment here frank isola I, I i would love for Kyrie to be a partner in this i mean yeah. he does have such an incredible platform and so many people who do look up to him in a way that when he talks that people listen and it is compelling and if he does actually become an advocate for for um anti-defamation uh and certainly, when it comes to anti-Semitism and speaking out against it and and talking about the normalization of it being dangerous, it would be incredible. Just incredible.
3: And I hope well, I hope that happens. It would be amazing. I'd be thrilled. And I, think, and I think to your point, you know, I think Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets in his tweet, said he wanted to have a discussion with Kyrie. Now, as recently as two days ago, maybe that's changed on the last twenty four forty eight hours. He's not had a discussion with him. And from everything that I've been told, the Anti-Defamation League was hoping to talk to Kyrie. Not lecture him. They want to have a discussion with him. And that hasn't happened yet either. And I think, to your point, I think that's disappointing as well.
1: Frank Isola here on the Rich Eisen Show. Last one for you on this subject matter. What's Durant think of all this? How's this all landing on Kevin Durant, who's one of the greats of all time, currently as well, wanting to win. He's got four more years left on the contract, or three-plus more years left on the contract. How's all this landing on Kevin Durant?
3: Yeah, I, I think that he's probably thinking, I wish a deal could have been made for me this summer, but I I kind of agree with the Nets. It's one thing to trade them. I don't think the Nets had any problem trading them, but they weren't going to get raked right. over the coals and not get a deal that they thought was favorable to them. I think both sides decided, let's get back together. Maybe something could happen at some point this season. Now, if they're bringing in Ime Adoka, they're not bringing any Adoka in to rebuild. They're hoping to kind of salvage oh, yeah? Kevin Durant. But again, Rich, it's still, you know, it's only November 2nd. A lot of things could change between now and when players that signed over the summer are eligible to be traded. So we could all start up again with talk about Phoenix and Miami. Who knows? Maybe the Golden State Warriors. I don't think it's the end of the story by any uh, by any stretch of imagination. Well, because
1: uh, again, uh, as this keeps going on and longer and longer, and we don't hear from other players and uh, or and certainly other players in the NBA. Uh, who speak out on the subject matter? They're going to end up owning it. And uh, uh, has Durant said anything about Kyrie that that
3: uh, no, of note? No, he was asked about. I thought he had an unfortunate response. He kind of said, uh, he was asked if it was having an impact on the players in the locker room?" He it's "Not having an impact on us. It's probably having an impact on you guys." Which I'm not so sure that was the right statement to give. But Reggie Miller kind of said what you said, uh, what you just said right now. Reggie Miller doing that early in the telecast last night on TNT kind of called out the NBA players for being very outspoken about the situation with Donald Sterling and also Robert Sarver, but remaining quiet here. You know, you know, LeBron did come out as it relates to the situation with Robert Sauver and said, you need that zero tolerance. But, all right, so what is zero tolerance? Because it doesn't seem like that's the case right here as it relates to Kyrie Irving.
1: Okay. I mean, because I think it's being masked by a lot of people as a free speech issue that he should be able yeah, to I say know. what he wants. It's just, no, 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 this is not that. It is. It is. It is. Sure. He's free to say what he wants, but the consequences must land. You know, that's the way I'm seeing it. But
3: I don't know the way I think that's the way a lot of people in New York are seeing it. I think that's the way a lot of people that live in the borough of Brooklyn are seeing it. I think that's a lot of people in the organization are seeing it as well.
1: Frank, I really appreciate the two cents and you uh, chopping it up with me. I know it's obviously a very sensitive subject and you're covering the team and you're you're on the Yes Network. And I, I appreciate your time. As always. Thanks thanks a lot, Rich. Take care. You got to at the Frank Isola on Twitter. Go follow him. I just want to just say once again here, um I, I I would love an advocate in Kyrie Irving. I'd love an advocate in LeBron James. I'd love an advocate in anybody in the NBA who plays and has a major amount of influence to say right now that any tolerance for anti-Semitic tropes anything that can come across as the normalization of what has already been established in the past of fringe theories on the hatred of Jews and what we Jews as collective people are trying to perpetrate and things of that nature and spreading that out on Twitter like it's hey, check out my new movie. Hey, check out you know, let's let's all contribute together for this charity and this organization, that organization. But yeah, poof. Here's a link to a documentary filled with anti Semitic tropes. Yeah, you're food for thought. Where are the voices? Man, I would, I invite you to please talk about it. Just like my friend Michael Irvin once said, don't lose the intensity. Same intensity. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take some phone calls and set up our number two here on this program. Don't go anywhere. We're back with more here on The Rich Eisen Show. Battle Creek, Michigan, 1963. Kellogg's and Post, sworn serial rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A wildly imaginative tale of ambition, betrayal, and menacing milkmen, sweetened with artificial ingredients. Unfrosted stars Jerry Seinfeld in his directorial film debut. It features a supporting cast of comedy greats, including Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Hugh Grant, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper bill burr and many more streaming right now on netflix
2: check out our new nba show beyond the arc part of the cbs sports podcast network where you can find me john gonzalez nba insider bill Ryder, and ashley nicole moss five days a week talking all things nba Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
1: 844-204-RICH-NUMBER-TO-DIAL here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll take some calls in a second. When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening more than just doors, people. You're open up and unlocking potential to do your own thing and be your own boss and steer your own success and blaze your own trail. Each and every Sprinter van, Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal you set to help you follow your own passions and reawaken that spirit of adventure and check all those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences right off your Bucket list. I've been telling you about the 16 body types that you can choose from with a Mercedes Benz Sprinter van and the choice between a gas or a diesel engine, and then thousands of ways to customize. Well, it's now available in an all wheel drive. How about that? For all the different types of terrains you can go and help drive your ambition because a Sprinter is versatile and capable enough to do that wherever you want to take them. So now is the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. I was joking uh, about uh, Tua being an elite uh, uh, guest because we just showed a clip. And yesterday, I mentioned that he's now I anointed him, an elite quarterback. Um, in that video, Chris Brockman, you were kind of pushing back on it. Did you hear from Dolphins fans on that subject matter at all over the last 24 hours?
2: Well, here's the thing. Did you happen to? Here's the thing. I should have known better yesterday mm-hmm. than to even open my mouth that Tua Non was going to come after me, and they, and they did. <laughs> And it's fine. I had to mute a bunch of people just because, you know, they think five games is suddenly two has had a better career than Tom Brady. And you're just like, wait, what? What are you guys talking no, two, about?
1: Tua fans are very rabid. What are you guys talking Dolphin about? Dolphin fans are excited. I don't blame them. That Bradley Chubb acquisition, the more I think about it.
2: I mean, it's huge. Dude. Especially if they intend to re-sign him and extend him.
1: Just the more I think about it. And then to, to tell the 49ers – yes, you may move up to go get Trey Lance. We will take your first-round selection this year and then the next two years. And turn that into, in that immediate draft, Jalen Waddle, And then this past offseason on the famed hell-going-on day of, uh, of March, flip the one to Kansas City for Tyreek Hill, and then just... Yesterday, flipping another one to Denver for Bradley Chubb. That's turning picks into players, huh? One, you draft, and two, you just say, you go ahead and draft first round. We'll take Bradley Chubb and Tyreek Hill from you. Mike McDaniel, new coach, who also has Jeff Wilson Jr. now from San Francisco, so he knows exactly how to run the run game that Raheem Mostert is running very well in. He had this to say on this very subject.
2: You're right uh, on all fronts. That um, from the get go, uh, that I've fully seen to as our our quarterback for um, this team and this franchise. I uh, I think he's a unbelievable um, talent, and so um, I guess in a roundabout way, uh, I think that. That implication, um, I I think that's fair, but that, you know, it's not something that we um, all of a sudden, you know, rethought after he he had a good game. This is something that um, since I've been here, I've kind of known and we've uh, been able to operate um, with that mind um, with all the all the things that we've done. The question was
1: trading all these firsts away. Does that mean two is the future? That was the answer. Because if you remember, the collection of the ones was supposed to be to go get another quarterback or trade him for Deshaun Watson. Remember that? Back in the day, they are getting all those ones to flip it for Deshaun. They once upon a time famously brought Tom Brady aboard a boat, and um, that's caused them to forfeit their own first-round draft choice this year.
2: Well, Would you agree, since you've anointed to an
1: elite... As a 2022 elite quarterback? Yes, I have.
2: Will you... Will you suppose that he was not their first option, or second option? When, in the in recent years, of course, dude, they invited Tom Brady on. That's a boat. what I mean. So like,
1: to to a point where they 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 are forfeiting a first round draft. So suddenly now, now everyone done,
2: everyone's so in love with
1: Tua, like they fell in he's love. He's the third guy, dude. You heard it. I heard it. We heard it at all the drafts that we've been covering together. Okay, you heard it. I heard it. We all heard it. The minute, Tua, for Tua. the minute Tua looked off the safety and flip, I, I flipped it, it to Devontae Smith, Wrong. future Heisman Trophy winner in Philadelphia Eagle, to beat Georgia, he had the Dolphins at hello. We heard tank for Tua non-stop. Yep. Yep. And sure enough, it sure enough, in that draft, they try to say, let's go get Joe Burrow instead. Remember that? Yeah. They, they said, let's give everything to Cincinnati.
2: And Mike no. Brown,
1: you know actually did something right. Stop <laughs> me if you heard this one before. Mike Brown was uh, obstinate. <laughs> he said, I'm, I'm not doing it. Okay. And then it came time between Tua and Herbert. They had that choice. That road or that road? The Tua road that we have thought we wanted, although we saw what Burrow could do. And you also, don't forget, Tua got significantly hurt. He did. So you have to factor that into the equation. But all together... They had Tua or Herbert, and they chose Tua over Herbert, and have been hammered for it up until this year.
2: Yeah, because, because one year. guy's playing with like multiple rib injuries, maybe fractures. Well, and and what, No, but th- you're just talking about this
1: year. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about up until up until this season.
2: Rightfully so, and they, they should honestly.
1: No, I'm, I'm, I'm not it. criticizing anything of that. And during and it was at this point last year, they got permission from the Texans to talk to Deshaun Watson. And obviously, kick the tires on him to see if they could give them any sort of certainty about his personal life to go ahead and trade for him right now.
2: So he's their fourth choice:
1: Brady, Brady, Burrow, Burrow and Watson, no doubt. So. And they hired a coach who's like, "I got it." Boy, does he have it!
2: And they and they went and they went ahead and they, and, and, they yeah, right. and they put
1: more eggs in that basket. I'm did, sorry, they I'm they referring a to job. a cheetah as an egg, but that's what <laughs> I'm doing. Yes. Did a good job. Yes. And he brings in running backs who knows how to run his system. It's a very unique system. I don't want to get too deep into the X's and O's. Just the one thing I always like pointing out because it's the most obvious you could see with your eyes and you're an all-22 person. The number of times they toss a ball to a running back when they could easily hand it to the running back is because McDaniel thinks that creates a disadvantage for any defender to try and go get this player from the angle he's now going to come at them with. Like he's down, he's actually parsed it down to inches mm-hmm. on, on, on holes that can be blown open by the offensive line for his running backs and angles that can be created that make it very difficult
0: to tackle him. I remember making the joke earlier in the preseason. Will McDaniel actually know any pass plays? Because I figured all <laughs> oh, they right. do would run the right, Oh,
1: he does. And well, now I mean, he's got this guy.
0: <laughs> and he was saying that Tua is
1: accurate, most accurate thrower, and
2: except every deep ball seems so is underthrown. Two
1: things can be true: Tua can be a, an elite quarterback in 2022, and. The Dolphins, well, you could say, well, you can add one more quarterback that was another option for him, was Ryan Fitzpatrick.
2: Yeah, yeah, he got benched multiple times for Fitzmagic.
1: So, it all works Man. out, though, in the end. Congrats. The number of times that they fell in love with him and fell out of love with him, <laughs> you know, all of that together,
0: Like that. They and he's like, still there. Like an Liz episode, Taylor and Richard Burton. And Sounds he's like still the there,
3: bachelor. and
1: he's still there. <laughs> it's working out. And he's elite. <laughs> Like Ben and J-Lo. And he's elite, baby. <laughs> yeah. What? Mo Ammer and Mike Florio coming in. Hour two. Still I don't know here. about you, but that looked like money. Well done. <laughs> uh, let's go to Kathy in Philadelphia. Let's Kathy, get the Philadelphia person out of the way. Before, Kathy before Mo Ammer comes in and wants to talk rich. about the Eastern Astros. What's up, Kathy? About have got about a minute and a half for you. What's going on your mind? First,
3: I'm sorry, TJ. I still love you, though. <laughs> Um you're cool I'm, with me, I'm Kathy. actually I'm actually not calling to to call Brockman out uh for saying my stillies were gonna get swept. I'm not I'm not doing that. Um what I am doing I like to switch it up and talk about hockey
0: okay. for
3: oh. a sec. Sure. Um because Rich, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the second episode of your character arc for Mighty Duck's game changers dropped today. Oh. And I don't wanna give any spoilers so I'm not gonna say whether or not Pickleball was involved. <laughs> um but I will say It is the role you were
1: born to play. Thank you. Wow. Um, Myself.
3: I I love it. It's perfect. And um, I hope to see more episodes with you.
1: I appreciate that. Are are you saying you could now add a new line to my resume? Disney Plus star? Can you (laughs) say that?
3: absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. The future is bright for you. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm an activist and a Disney Plus star. Kathy, I was very wrong about the Phillies. (laughs) There you go. Thank you, Kathy. All right, Kathy. I'm the All they do ch- is hit
2: home runs. That's it. That's it.
1: Me, when I'm on TV with Disney Plus, you're talking about? Or you're talking about the Phillies? No, also. no oh, not, not also. you in this Cause case. Cause there are multiple game changers it's in this, this sentence you just said Bryce Harper, Reese Hoskins, whoever didn't bold. tell Lance McCullers he was tipping his pitches. Gee, I mean, Bryce Harper saw it. And <laughs> me and Game Changers, the new Mighty Ducks season. Mo Ammer coming up. Hey, Mo.